Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. And a lot of texts coming in about the White Sox. They go like this. Hey, Lisa, my opinion of the White Sox, threat to move free to a good home. Another, I'd tell Eddie and his cronies to hit the bricks. I hear Oakland's looking for a team. Mark Gannis is our go-to guy when it comes to anything about sports, sales, negotiations, deals. Mark, did did I read that you helped broker the Cubs sale? Yes, that was a long time ago. <laughs> I know. That was when the Tribune Company owned it. and Yes, that, that is correct. And, but then you've been involved in lots of sports facility projects and stadium deals and all that kind of stuff. What is it you do right now? Uh, We work on big-ticket sports-related business transactions, things like stadium arena developments, team acquisitions, team relocations, uh, uh, regional sports network deals, the creation of companies like Legends Hospitality, things like that. Uh, big, big ticket projects. We're doing more internationally. Uh, we've worked on projects related to two-thirds of the teams in the NFL. Uh, so it's, uh, it's, it's, it keeps us busy. Yeah, I bet. And so this is Mark Gannis, by the way. Now you know exactly what he does and why we always invite him on the show whenever it comes to a sports discussion about sales or pending moves and that type of thing. When did you first hear that the Sox were possibly considering a move? Uh, just actually just just over the last couple of days. It's uh, This is a very um, it's a recent development uh, in, in that it's gotten uh, 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 public attention. I'm not sure that it's it, it's being characterized well as just uh, as focused on just a move. This is they're coming up to the end of their lease term, six years to go, and this is this is the time where you've got to start thinking strategically. You don't want to do this in the last two or three years. You want to do it well in advance so that. Uh, if there are options to be developed, you have enough time to develop those options, whether those are in the city, uh, at the existing location, in the city, in, in the suburbs, or other options. And also there's, there's uh, the option out there that if the existing owners chose to sell, they could do that also. So at the t- what you're doing right now is you're trying to create optionality. You're looking at what's worked, like, for example, the Atlanta Braves deal, where they went to the suburbs and they have a, a very successful real estate development called the Battery, together with a very successful new stadium. Uh, or you're looking at other urban uh, projects that have been successful, like the Washington Nationals project uh, uh, has been quite successful. Or you look at potential relocation. You know, uh, somebody in one of your your texters talked about the Oakland needing a team. Uh, Oakland has has done everything it can to push teams out. Uh, <laughs> Chicago hasn't quite done that. Uh, and uh, and so the, you know, but uh, you know the, the the city that's been discussed for other teams in baseball, and I think recently, just recently, about the, the Central White Sox is Nashville, and for a very good reason. Nashville and Tennessee are a uh, city and state that are on the rise. They have a lot of revenue. They just approved uh, putting $1.1 billion into a new football stadium for the Tennessee Titans, the largest amount ever of public money into a football stadium. They also just funded a soccer stadium for their new MLS team. So 
when you're a market on the rise, you're get, gaining population, very, very good taxes, no state income tax, and businesses are moving in from Oracle to Amazon to Alliance Bernstein. That's, that's the place people want to be. So it's no surprise that, uh, that that would be the city people would be talking about. And there are some of those towns in North Carolina as well that are willing to put the money forth and entice teams, right? Maybe. Uh, I say maybe because I've, I, I actually have a lot of familiarity with, with North Carolina. I represented uh, Dave Tepper in um, acquiring the uh, uh, the Carolina Panthers football team about five or six years ago. Uh, and uh, and I have a lot of, as I said, I have a lot of familiarity with that market. It's a very strong market. It's having a tremendous number of people, uh, young people in particular, moving in. Uh, so it's a great, great market. But it's not quite so... Um, you know, so much funding as it is a great market to be in and to develop. Uh, so if a, a team owner was interested in going to, to the Charlotte area or the North-South Carolina border area, I think they'd be very, uh, they should look at it. But it's, it's not quite as much public money as some people may think is available. Mark, what about the possibility of the White Sox organization being sold? Jerry Reinsdorf is 87. Um, where do you think they're at with this and with the lease coming up? Does that help? Does it hurt chances of selling? I mean, they're not, they wouldn't have any trouble selling the team, but where do you think they're at with that? Do you think that's a possibility in the coming years the White Sox could be sold to a new ownership group? It, it's always a possibility, but l- let me tell you, I saw Jerry a few months ago. I, I don't care what the calendar says, how old he is. This man is sharp. He is aware. He is smart. Um, and he, uh, so I, I just, uh, you know, the calendar is almost irrelevant as it relates to him because he's, he is so on top of everything. He's also remains very active in major league baseball. Uh, unlike the NBA where his son, Michael really is the person running that, that operation, uh, for, for the White Sox, it's Jerry. So, uh, I, I, I just see that. Is it a possibility? Sure. He has a lot of limited partners who have gotten quite old. Some have passed, uh, passed away, uh, as well. You know, you have estate planning and things like that that has to go into the factor. But a few years ago, he, he brought in, um, uh, some local people to buy a, a piece of the team. So he's not, he's aware of that. And I think he takes care of his partners plus you'll have these these private equity funds that are, are always looking for pieces lp interests in baseball teams so yeah but you know I what mark he, he, he just he just had yeah. a very moving speech at the funeral of his dear friend rocky Wirtz, who passed away mm-hmm. unexpectedly at the age of 70 and sometimes that rocks your world we're like wait a second maybe there's a few things i want to do other than focus on this 24 hours a day well, Jerry doesn't focus on it 24 hours a day. Uh, he's, uh, you know, he's, he has a lot of staff people there. Uh, he is the top of the pyramid, but he's not, you know, he's not the guy cleaning the aisles after each game. Uh, so that's not, that's not what his, what he does and what his job is. Um, you know, he's, he is, uh, I don't know how to, how to tell you guys this. You have to spend time with him to understand. Yes, he's an emotional man. Yes, he, he wears his heart asleep. But he is really sharp. He has all of his faculties. It was uh, the, the event was a, a kind of a very small, very high end gathering of sports uh, people, and his interactions with them. I mean, he, he could have been thirty years younger than he is. So, Mark, uh, that, so he's, he's just got special in that regard. Uh, ahead, he, sorry. He's uh, he's savvy, and I had airline tickets to go to Tampa, St. Pete, Florida, in what would have been ninety or ninety two, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. And, yep. 
when they were negotiating the new cellular field or the new Comiskey Park. And Mike Madigan at the time famously stopped the clock at one minute to midnight so they could continue to get a pretty good deal done for the White Sox. It seems like the White Sox have a pretty good deal now in that they don't often have to pay very much for the facility. But is this more about that than anything else? It's it's more about what a facility needs to be in you know in in 2025 or 2030 and beyond rather than a facility in 1999. This is this is much more about what what a baseball stadium needs to be. The economic deal I think is was a fabulous one that the White Sox were able to to carve for themselves. Um, but the stadium itself just isn't it's it's economically obsolete uh, for baseball, uh, you know, in, in this current generation and the next two. So how that gets addressed and where is that the right location? It might be. But is there a location where maybe there can be some some real estate development opportunity around it as well? Uh, and I can think of a few locations in the city and a few outside of the city that that might uh, uh, be, uh, you know, be helpful with. So it's it's not the, the, the lease itself. It's the building is economically and structurally, uh, not structurally, economically obsolete. Um, and the, the way it's, it integrates or doesn't with the neighborhood also is, um, is economically obsolete. We're late. So they need to do something that's for 2030 <laughs> and beyond. We're late, and I'm embarrassed for asking this, but do the foul poles fit within Soldier Field? <laughs> Probably not, uh, but but you know you you are thinking in terms of is there a global solution that Mayor Brandon may be able to put together with the state to address both teams? Now that would be an interesting approach. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us, Mark. Thank you. Anytime, Lisa. Mark Gannis. Steve has your news next on seven twenty WGN. Lisa Dent. WGN.